Oh, for goodness sake, Harold, you're angry, I understand. You murdered Rujing and Zhang Wei in the post office. You brought an army there. You used a stolen NSA tool to delete government records. Well, when you put it like that. Angry doesn't begin to cover it. Now back to the Pete McMurray Show. Here's Pete and Lisa. The Blacklist is coming to an end. Series finale on Thursday, July 13th. Our next guest is such a great actor. He plays Harold Cooper on The Blacklist on NBC. Let's welcome to the show. It's Harry Lennox. I love that you're on Zoom. I feel like I'm looking in a mirror. You're a good-looking oh, man. <laughs> I'm never going to leave this interview. This is fantastic. Thank but you, but seriously, it. there's certain people that even over Zoom, you can feel they're I like, know, I wish I had it. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, that's why they're on TV, because they have that it factor. It's You're just born with it, you know? You got it, Harry. Well, I'm going to take all of that. Thank you so much. And you I can act. Day, all, all the board it's not fair. Harry, 10 years on NBC. What a great run, man. Yeah, who who knew? You know, I remember when we first uh, started the show, it all kind of came about quickly for me. I was uh, I was literally on the precipice of hanging up my spurs, you know. So, again, that's why I'm, <laughs> I'm so grateful for, for, your, uh, for your kind words about me. But that said, you know, I thought we might get five years and we got, you know, 10 and that was, you know, a great, great blessing. So deeply grateful for everything that we've been able to, to do in terms of telling a long story in a, in a good way. And the show is just wild because you never quite know who to root for. And from season to season, it really changes. You're like, okay, this season, I hate red. The next season I love red. Like you never quite know you know where you're going to end up. And that's probably why the show has had such longevity. I think so. I think that the, the dynamic of the relationship between the task force and Reddington and his, and his crew, you know, has, has evolved. And, you know, I'd started <laughs> off bit. in a way. Yeah. Just a bit, just a bit. Just a now raising bit. Elizabeth Keene's daughter, you know, uh, Agnes Keene, these kind of things, you know, that, that had bound us together. So yeah, it, it, it uh, yeah, it's it's changed. Did you meet Spader back when you did the practice in the '90s? Is that when you first met him? Interestingly, I don't think he was yet on the show. So right, I, I did not have any interaction with him at all until we started doing the blacklist at the first table read uh, when we were all cast. Like we were flown out to New York and we were going to start uh, the pilot filming the very next day, and that was the first time I met James Spader. Was uh, was that table read? Was he wearing the fedora right away? <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing a hat. I remember that. I don't remember who was a fedora, but it was, you know, uh, kind of a uh, very cool hat. Spader, of course, has got very excellent style on and off camera. So, um, yeah, he was he was pretty well dressed. <laughs> he seems like another one of those guys who the minute he walks in the room, the energy just kind of shifts towards him. Whether he's just sitting there picking his nose or reading the newspaper, it just seems like he has that pull. Is that true, or is he just really that good of an actor when the camera turns on? Well, he's a great actor when the camera turns on, but I think just in terms of the mystique that he has as, a, as an individual is really there. So what you're, what you're saying, that aspect of Reddington and Spader 
is the commonality. I don't think he's an arch criminal in real life, but James Spader <laughs> is mysterious. And but is who magnetic. knows? You never know, folks. I don't know. Okay. It's the 2020s. Anything can happen. The Haven't 20, you learned that by 20s. now? Uh, it, it depends on how we define crime. Right? <laughs> in air quotes. We're talking to Harry Lennox from the Blacklist. You're a Chicago guy. Where'd you go to high school? Well, that high school no longer is, is named what it was when I went there, but it's still there. Uh, but it was Quigley Preparatory Seminary South. It was the largest high school seminary. I studied to be a Roman Catholic priest there. What? Uh, in the world. We what? Had, yeah, we had like 780 uh, high school students. Yes, yes, that's true. You the, just the Pope, blew Pope Pete's mind. Well, you know, you might uh, wait, wait, till, wait till I'm... Uh, elected as pope (laughs) (laughs) i knew you were catholic but i didn't realize you were super catholic and i can say that harry because i have a sister that's a sister oh wow see it always takes some people a second to figure that out yes we have a nun in the family so yeah it's his favorite joke but it's it's time to retire the joke what do you mean i'm just stating fact a sister that's a sister well, I, I have a sister that's a sister, too, but I mean it in the sense that she's a black girl. <laughs> <laughs> and she's your sister, so, you know. And she's my sister. <laughs> right. Yes. Oh, man. Man, you've done some amazing work over the years. Let me go through a few things. Uh, how many episodes of 24 did you do with Kiefer? I think I did six. Six? six. I, I love that show. I love the fact that he never went to the bathroom in 24 hours. But the movie, <laughs> Harry, the movie Ray, of course, you know, Jamie Foxx won an Academy Award, but it was you, Carrie Washington, oh, Terrence Howard, Richard gosh. Schiff, Regina King. I mean, what a cast. Sometimes, you know, when you're in a room with powerful people, you get a little nervous. You're doing a scene for a movie. Did you ever say to yourself, oh my God, don't screw this up right now? Or were you very comfortable? Are you very comfortable acting? I think probably I'm more comfortable acting than, you know, say being me in, in, in a room. So, you know, when you're in, in that situation with those talented people like that. And by the way, you know, at that point, Jamie hadn't yet won, I don't think, an Academy Award. Uh, we all got started around the same time. When you think about Regina, although she started off as a little girl. God, she's so two, good. Two, seven. She's great. Yeah. She's just wonderful, wonderful person wonderful wonderful actress uh but in that kind of situation we were all kind of in the same milieu you know we were all kind of still making our way in in a way but establishing our careers to what they are now so i wasn't so nervous i think the time i got uh is is when you're doing those huge hundreds of millions of dollar things like uh the matrix or no pressure there uh, man of steel no pressure there (laughs) so that's what i get there because it's like man there's there's a Black Hawk helicopter up there that if I don't say this line right, that's going to have to stay up there and they're going to have to do it <laughs> right. again. And, and, and every cost, second yeah. is thousands of dollars. Oh, my God. The pressure. The yeah. pressure would drive me yeah. crazy knowing there's a helicopter up there. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you say to yourself, you don't want to screw up, but you know you're going to screw up. It happens. It's a, it's a human, you know, it's human nature. You're going to maybe not get it right the first time. The great thing about acting in film or on camera in general is that you know they're going to do it three or four more times at least right, just right. because something might go bump or whatever. They might want to get it closer. They might want to get it further away. So it, that does relieve it a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, it's nevertheless uh, kind of daunting when you realize that everybody's looking at you. <laughs> With the blacklist coming to an end, 
after a decade, gosh, it's so crazy to say a decade on the show. Do you feel like you're ready for a nap or are you ready to dive into just like a totally different universe, new characters, you know, just something totally different? I'm ready for a nap as long as it's a short nap. So, uh, but, but yeah, we, 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 we you're worked, still ready um, to work. You just want a little siesta yeah. first. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Harry, we're big fans of yours, and we didn't know that you were going to become a priest. I'd like to call you Father Harry on the way out. The Blacklist series finale, Thursday, July 13th. Man, really a pleasure to have you on the show. Great to be with you both. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Harry. A lot of fun. What's going to happen? we got to watch. He'll get fired. I know. (laughs) It's too late. I'm already fired. I'm done. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So tell us. Oh, and now he's got to go. Yeah. Thanks, Harry. Excellent. Take care. Bye-bye. I knew you were going to try to get something out of him, but he had to go. And that show has been, like I said, there's so many twists and turns. It's like I watch it and then I get confused and then the season ends Mm -hmm. and then the next season comes and it's like a total flip-flop. But yeah, his, he's just great. You know, people couldn't see it. But when you asked him about the James Spader question, because you're right, because what do we know about Spader? Is he not much? He's very I think he's very eccentric on with his roles and in real life. I, I don't know. You know, he's played so many characters. He's been in the public eye on TV for so long, but you never hear about his private life. He's managed to keep that under wraps. Uh, so good for him for staying out of the tabloids. Uh, and just keeping himself on the screen and letting us see him through his work. The reason I brought up the fedora is Spader came up with that idea. He wanted Red to have the fedora. Uh, he wanted Red to wear the fedora. Isn't that yeah. just because he's bald? <laughs> but he could have worn any other hat. But yeah, he chose but the fedora, the... <laughs> I mean, he has that like international flair. You know, it felt right, especially for that first season, really setting the scene of yep. the character. Every guy wants to pull off a fedora. I can't. I just can't do it. I can pull off a baseball hat. Listen, you're an American. Yeah. You're not pulling off a fedora. What does period. that mean? I know I know guys that wear fedoras to this day. America's such a casual place that a fedora feels Im- almost immediately out of place and overly fancy, in my opinion. Well, if you're going to Christmas Eve mass and you have a long coat on and you can wear a fedora. Okay. I could feel that, yes, but okay. that's a very, you know, special day. You're not just going to wear a fedora <laughs> I, to the grocery store or the baseball game. I understand. That that was exactly my point. Character actors, before we go, real quick, Harry Lennox, such a great oh character actor. Gosh, you know, we have yes. so many on this He's show. He's a chameleon. Like Stephen Weber, Chicago Med, great friend of the show. He's a character actor. Rob Morrow, you know, Rob from Northern uh, Exposure and Billions. By the way, Harry and Billions. We didn't have time to talk to him about that. He was also in Billions. Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti, another great him. character actor. Fantastic. By the way, his father, you know who his father was? Paul Giamatti's father. Uh, Mr. Giamatti? I don't know. He was the commissioner of Major League Baseball. And, oh my gosh, no, I had no idea. And you just don't care, do you? No, I don't. Okay. This won't end here. An official investigation hasn't come down from Maine Justice yet, but when it does, how do I explain to them why this task force should continue to exist? There's never been a fixed paradigm for how we operate, Harold. What the task force was on its first day was different than what it was on its second or third. 
or 10th. More of The Pete McMurray Show next.